Hey guys, Joshua Miller here. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. It doesn't cost a thing to download. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, and many, many more. It automatically will send them to those. You can make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You don't have to click and drag from one to another and have several openings. It's all in one place for you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks. Have a great day. Good evening, brothers and sisters. This is uh, Preacher Josh. I wanted to come to you with the word of the Lord and some good news of patriots in um, fighting the good fight. So, first of all, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. And I pray that we would uh, be careful to follow you, be obedient to you. And as you said, if you love me, you you will keep my commandments. So we pray that we show our love for you by doing what you've asked us to do. Help us to be faithful. Help us to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Help us to represent you as we should. Help us to be the salt to the world. And I pray that you bless this uh, podcast And we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So the this will be more of a devotion here tonight. I want to look at one verse. Maybe we'll look at just one verse. Joshua 1 9. And then later we will see a tow truck operator uh, who refused to assist the authorities at the border. the authorities wanted the tow truck operator to tow trucks from the Freedom Convoy, and he refuses to. But we'll look at that in a minute. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. So God, that's God's own words speaking to Joshua. So we see here in the book of Joshua, and we see that at this point in time, at the beginning of Joshua, this is where Joshua picks up the staff or the mantle, like Elisha picked up Elijah's mantle, and continued on with his, Elijah's ministry, and a double portion, Joshua picks up the ministry of Moses. And we see that um, Joshua followed in obedience to God in what Moses said. Moses was the leader. Joshua was subordinate to him, and he obeyed and followed his orders and followed his command. Uh, Joshua was the leader of the armies, at this time, and uh, God commissioned Joshua to take 
the lead of the children of God's people, Israel, in place of Moses after Moses died. We see that now after the death of Moses, this is Joshua 1, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given to you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, shout, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou go. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Notice God told Joshua to be strong and of good courage. Within the first nine verses, he told Joshua to be strong and of good courage three times. So I think that God was making a point. I think he was telling Joshua to be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid. Don't back down. Step up. He said, this land that is here, I give to you. I promised to your fathers, and this is your land. It is an inheritance that I swore to give them, and I will give it to them. We know God keeps his promises. He's never failed on a promise. God doesn't lie. We know that. So we can trust his word and trust what he says. So Joshua took the place of Moses. And we know that Moses carried the people out of Egypt after the ten plagues. He was broke them loose from the roots there in Goshen. And they walked through the wilderness. We know that they walked 12 days to the border of Canaan. God said to go, this is the land I've given you. The people complained, so Moses had to send 12 spies, that was one spy from each tribe, and send them out into the land of Canaan to see what it looked like and bring back a report so the people could judge whether to go or not because they were, they were afraid and they were scared. They didn't trust God, but God allowed them to do that sent them spies. Twelve men went to spy on Canaan. Ten were bad and two were good. Can you guess the two? Can you guess one of the two that were good? 
One was Joshua and one was Caleb. They both trusted God with their life and they believed every word that God said and they applied applied their life to God's word and they showed their faith by their actions. They went and they gave a good report. Yes, there was giants. Yes, there was there was many armies, but God said that land was given to you to take it. Be strong and of good courage. Joshua believed what God had said. So he committed from continually a life of obedience to God. And I encourage you to do the same, no matter what the opposition, no matter what the outlook appears to be. Because if you look ahead and are scared and afraid, there's a lack of trust that is needed. Of course, it's natural for us to have fear or to be afraid at first, momentarily. But when we know God and we trust God and we believe his word, there's no need for that. We step up and be strong and courageous. And then we can say that we're steadfast. We can't be moved. We're unmovable. We abound in the work of the Lord. We're pushing forward. As soldiers of the cross, we're pushing forward against the line of the enemy, against the devil and his demons. And I don't know if you know it, but this world is still filled with demons. The uh, legion of demons that Jesus cast out of the demoniac of Gadara, which he was called, when Jesus cast the 2,000 out of him into the swine, those demons are still here. When he cast the demon out of the woman, the demon's still here. Those demons that uh, the seven sons of Sceva attempted to remove are still around, and so on. The demons don't dissolve. They're still here. They're still possessing people. They're still oppressing people. But we have power in the name of God, through His Son, Jesus Christ. There's a verse I know that says, Trust God. This is a step. This is how we have to do it. This is the order. First, trust God. Second, resist the devil. The result is, the devil will flee from you. Trust God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. God told Joshua to be strong and of good courage. He said, didn't I command you? Be strong and of good courage. That wasn't a suggestion. That was a command. So be strong and of good courage. Presently, we are in a land that God has given us. I, myself, was born an American. I am a citizen of the USA, the United States of America. And I understand that our founding fathers were inspired to create a land that protected our God-given rights, protected life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I understand that they provided for us a way to push back against tyrannical rule. I understand that our country was under tyrannical rule, and we broke away from that tyrannical rule, pushed back, and fought against that tyrannical rule and gained our liberty. And I'm not going to sit by and let 
the tyrannical rule overtake my country. I can't do it. I can't sit back and let that happen. As a pastor, and I've been preaching for years, I've been, uh, it's been about a decade now I've been preaching, um, son of missionaries. So I've been home missionaries growing up, growing up in several different churches. And what we've done, my parents have done, and what I have done have been preaching the gospel, the good news to the lost and dying world around us. We preach the gospel because that's the only way for salvation is through Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But he provided this, which is at this time, in my perspective, the greatest country in this world, the United States of America. The devil is attacking this country. This is, you know what Jesus said, a light on a hill cannot, a, a candle cannot be put under a bushel. But he said a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Meaning it's the light, the light of the world. A city, that's that's us as Christians. We're a salt to this world. We're supposed, you know what salt does to food? It seasons it. It influences it to taste the way, taste stronger, to, to be um, a motivator. It motivates the flavor and brings it out. We are supposed to be the salt to the world. We're supposed to be the influence to this world. I understand by our founding fathers and their documents, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, uh, First Amendment, the Second Amendment. I understand that this place, the United States of America, was, in fact, inspired by God to be a country to provide freedom, to be a light, a city, a nation on a hill for all the world to see that a country, a nation that submits to God can be prosperous, can be beneficial, and can be abundant to those around. But that only comes through God and obedience to him, serving him being strong and courageous. George Washington comes to mind in the Delaware and the fact that when he was facing such um, dreadful circumstances, he got on his knees and prayed. That was the first thing that he did was got on his knees to pray. And then he took action, understanding God was in control and would lead him to do the right thing and intervene when necessary. But George Washington took action and he sacrificed for, for the USA, the freedoms that would come. They didn't get to experience or enjoy all of those the signers and you see John Hancock the biggest signature on the document there saying come and get me they lost all their fortunes lost their families but they sacrificed for freedom and there's many that have died and sacrificed for us so that we could be free so that we can live life liberty and the pursuit of happiness 
But that only comes through God and through his way and being strong and of good courage. God told Joshua here in the first nine verses three times to be strong and courageous. So I encourage you and challenge you to be strong and courageous and stand up against tyranny, to stand up against wickedness. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We understand that the battle is between God and Satan. It is between good and evil. We're not actually at war with the people that we see, the faces that we have in our minds. But God, I mean, the devil uses them. And he, uh, his plans are made through the physical realm as well. I always, when I'm referring to the devil and the fact that the devil controls this earth at the moment, he's the prince and power of the air, uh, I like to refer back to Job and the fact that Satan had had a, a session with God speaking to him. And he kind of said, he kind of was mocking Job and said, the only reason that he hasn't turned his back on you is because you put a hedge of protection around him. I bet as soon as you take that protection away from him, he's going to curse you and he's going to, he's going to renounce you, denounce you. So God said, go ahead, see if you will. And Satan took a tornado the Bible says a whirlwind there to Job's children's house and levels the house with a tornado and kills all of his children. Satan took an army and they took his cattle and killed all of his servants except one to tell him. He sent an army to take all of his sheep and killed all of his servants except one to go tell Job. And he did this three, four times and sent one servant, killed everyone else, but saved one to go tell Job what happened, putting pressure on Job. But we see that the devil has power over people and over men, and he uses them as pawns for his agenda. He's condemned to hell And he wants to take every person that he can with him because we are created and made in the image of God. And he can't stand that. He can't stand that we were created in his image and that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross through the birth of a virgin, was crucified, buried three days and rose again for us. He despises it. So we are soldiers of the cross fighting in a spiritual battle, but it comes to light through the physical sometimes. We see in this tyranny, this dictatorship, um, illegitimate president. We see it in Canada. In the the, uh, video I'm fixing to play, we see a, a tow truck operator from Canada who is standing up who's strong and courageous and isn't backing down so he was encouraging his fellow tow truck operators to do the same thing and make a decision which side are you on the side for liberty or the side of tyranny and he let them decide so i'll let uh play that for you and uh hear what he has to say Once again, um, 
I've been contacted. My phone's been exploding in regards to the towing and recovery industry going down to the U.S.-Canadian border at Coots and being asked to remove the truckers and vehicles that are blocking the border due to the Freedom Rally. So my phone's been exploding. So I thought I'd best just get on here and hopefully somebody listens to what I'm going to say. I think this is what we need to say. Due to COVID, we have no available trucks. Due to COVID, we have no available personnel to help with your requests. If they continue asking, due to COVID, we are unavailable to go. This is what Justin Trudeau said to all of us. Now, there are several companies down at the border, out of Calgary, it doesn't look so good. And they have been requested, and there's some videos out there um, that are showing them being ready and being protected. Look, if you're having to be protected by the police or some other law enforcement agencies, do you not think it's the wrong thing to do? Now, maybe if it's a criminal investigation or something of that nature, or something when you're in your own jurisdiction, you might then um, need protection. But we all know what's going down at the border. So I've had people call all the way from US, Canada, East, West Coast about what's going on at the border. The only thing you should say if you're contacted by law enforcement um, or by the entities that want these vehicles removed is due to COVID, we have nobody available. Now, like I've said, hopefully the video is still running. If there are cattle, livestock, pigs, whatever, um, in the threat of dying, then I would say we need to move and go and help that unit. If it is somebody broke down and freezing to death in the cold weather at the border, then that's a different story. But if you're being asked to move vehicles from the uh, caravan of the Freedom uh, Rally, uh, I don't recommend that. This is a critical moment for everybody. It is critical that we stand strong. You do not need your employees being uh, exposed to these types of incidents down there, having to be protected while doing towing. It will do you no good. It will do you no good after the fact when all the dust settles and these companies that have been asked or requested to go down there and remove these trucks, uh, how they're going to get future business. The motoring public, cars, trucks, tractor trailers, farmers, anybody. Uh, the towing recovery industry relies on us. We rely on them. Do not make a critical mistake at this critical time. And I'm saying this is because of so many people being upset with what they see going on at the border right now. I don't know if the media has reported any of this, but my view is my view. Our company is our company view. 
I would not take people out of this area to go down there because then our area would have less resources for when things happen. So I'm sorry in regards to the live feed thing. Hopefully there's still volume. It is critical at this time that we continue making sure we make the right decisions. And for that, once again, the only statement that should be made without somebody bullying you is due to COVID, we have nobody available to respond. It does not mean in our area, I'll say it again, due to COVID, we have nobody available to respond to the border. No one. And if the agencies are trying to muscle you, um, just sit back and smile a bit because you don't need to go there. What you need to do is mind your own business. Stay in your backyard. When all the dust is over, you won't be going to the border anyway. I don't know much about this, but it keeps saying, bring them on camera. I don't know if people are asking to be brought on this camera or, or what. As my good friend Diane Asma says, stay in your lane. Absolutely. This is not the time. But I just can't imagine why we would think that the industry as a whole should go down there and start moving and removing these people. However you feel, I don't recommend getting involved down there. I don't think it's going to go good. But you're going to make those choices. I just wanted to make sure I brought some people up to date on what's going on down there. Whatever view you have, be careful. Be careful. Keep it tight. God bless. And stay safe. The employees and the personnel need to be number one. And the jurisdiction that you look after, you need to look after that jurisdiction. That's your number one commitment. Okay? Thanks for watching. I'm sorry that it took three or four of these things to um, get up with the video with the voice. But uh, that's where we're at. Take care. Good luck out there. Man, I liked what he said there. I like to see his uh, that he's strong and courageous and that, he said that he's standing in the face of what he's calling agencies, uh, the mounted police there. It's like it's Canadians, Canada's FBI. Um, if you don't know, the Canadians are fed up with the mandates and just like most citizens around the world but they started a convoy a freedom convoy and they started from vancouver uh and drove to ottawa and they arrived in ottawa a couple days ago their convoy is a world record convoy of around 
forty forty five thousand or fifty five fifty thousand trucks, something like that. It's seventy about seventy five miles long are the some of the reports that I've heard. And this convoy has been going across Canada. So videos started popping up three days ago is when I started seeing it. And the Freedom Convoy. Now, see, the mainstream media hasn't been recording it. I found it on podcasts or on actually some of found it on YouTube. And people started, truckers started recording the convoy and started recording going under underpasses. And like every underpass that they drove under was covered up in people, Canadian citizens with Canadian flags, waving the flags, supporting these truckers. And so they made the convoy, made it to Ottawa on Saturday, I believe it was, Saturday or Sunday. And they locked down Ottawa. Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, got scared and left and didn't want to confront them and have a conversation and lift the mandates. Their point of the trucking convoy and going to Ottawa was to lift all of the mandates because they live under free society, or that's how it used to be. But Trudeau is more like a totalitarian um, dictator, he likes tyranny. He likes following China for some reason. Uh, so he's not a real man. But anyway, they've been fighting against these mandates. So they have lots of support. They get to Ottawa and they've raised up by now, I think, about $10 million to support all the truckers. They are able to stay in Ottawa for four years if they don't lift the mandates. And they will have it. They said they would stay until it's locked and lock it down until they lift the mandates. They are supporting each other and they can stay there for four years. They are they they were threatened by the government with um, the mounted police or their special forces or something like that to move them out. So they threatened to tow their trucks out. Um, but that would be a dilemma because the, if you if you arrested the people, the trucks would be there. Then you have to tow them out, and get them out of the way, which would the trucks would be even harder to move out of the way. So once they were got wind of that, they closed down the border crossings, the the border uh, patrol stations, and locked them down. Well. The I don't know what the border crossing is, but it's near Calgary and at the border of Montana and Canada, I think. So they locked it down. Well, the mounted police, I can't remember the name exactly. I'm going to call them the mounted police, came and surrounded the truckers. So they were trying to work out a deal there. And so they, to make it short, they called the tow truck operators the agencies did to have them tow these trucks out of the way and get the road open and so this this operator said nope we're not doing it if someone's in trouble we'll help them if there's livestock in danger we'll help them but if you're trying to move 
Canadian citizens that are resisting tyranny, I'm not helping and I suggest you don't either. And so I'm glad to see that he's not backing down and I'm hoping there's more that will continue to back him. Uh, I've heard that there is now a trucker convoy starting up here in the U.S. and starting from California to Washington, D.C. So I hope they lock down D.C. also. Uh, There was a Facebook page of 90,000 of them and Facebook uh, deleted the page. So there's going to be a resistance the whole way. But don't back down. Don't let. Don't hesitate. Don't let that stop you because we got a lot of issues because of this. Um, Joe Biden. He's not president, and I'm not going to call him president like I didn't call Obama president. Um, because neither one of them are legitimate. So we need to get him out before he ruins our country, and we're unable to defend ourselves. They're trying to make us incapable, but. We're still capable. We got the uh, 2A, so I'm not too worried, but I don't want it to get to that point, but it's getting headed that way fast. So hope you'll take this to account. Hope you would share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Share the good news. I know there's been a lot of bad news and a lot of negative news, but this is a lot of good news. So please share it and encourage your families and friends, coworkers with this. And if you could, if you want to leave comments or contact me, use Joshua Ministries 741 at gmail.com. Comment on the podcast through the anchor.fm. And you can follow me on Facebook with uh, Joshua Wayne Miller. And thanks for listening. And you have a blessed day. Mm-hmm.